Welcome to the C3 Church Global Podcast with Phil Pringle. Phil is the founder and senior leader of C3 Church Global, a family of over 500 churches around the world. We're passionate about bringing you fresh, inspiring devotionals to fuel your day and insightful conversations on all things church and leadership. And it all starts right now. Everyone, well, this is such a delight to be sharing on Proverbs 4, 20 to 27. This has got to be one of my all-time favorite passages of Scripture. And in this devotion, I really want you to get a love for the Word of God. This Scripture was the very first time I felt like God was speaking to me as a young Christian. I'd only been in, in the kingdom for maybe two months And I felt like he was speaking directly into my life. I was sitting in a car. I opened the scripture. I was reading this passage. And my son just leapt off the pages. He made the scripture come alive to me. And it was was like vibration in my spirit. It felt like there was rain on the inside of the car. I felt like a waterfall of Life was coming into my spirit, and I could feel God speaking through the scripture to me. It was so impacting that afterwards, when I got out of the car, I showed it to my dear friend Wayne, and he started weeping. We could feel the impact of these words, and I still feel it 50 years later. And I can remember clearly exactly those first few moments when I felt like the Holy Spirit was witnessing deep in my soul that I was a child of God and that God in heaven was my father. And he was doing it through scripture. So he said, my son, give attention to my words. The first thing that God said to me was give attention to my words. So that has become the foundation of everything that I am doing. Today, the foundation of my leadership is in Scripture, not in a a, a book or a course or any other, although I believe in books. I've written many on leadership and done tons of teaching on leadership, and we do it in in our college. We do it in our masterclasses, in our express courses. But the basis, the root of all of that leadership is actually in Scripture, It's in the Word of God. I immediately went down to the Christian bookshop, which felt like going to heaven for me then. And I was selecting concordances, commentaries, Bible encyclopedias, customs and origins of Scripture, uh, Bible dictionary, everything I could get my hand on. So I had books all around me at home. And I built a a special desk that had a slope in it so that I could do Bible study for a long period of time. And, uh, and I spent days in scripture, just devouring it, loving it, feeding my soul. And I would, I would get so excited about going and doing a Bible study. I still do. I have a love for his word. And all of us should develop a love for just listening to God. He said, my son, Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. So when God speaks to us in two different ways, visually with the word of God in front of us, what is written, 
And then he speaks into our ear. Incline your ear to my sayings means I need to bow down, which, which indicates that we are often too proud to listen to God. We think we know what we're doing. We don't even stop to listen. Whether we're business people or leaders or teachers or whatever we're doing, we can sometimes not listen to God because we're too busy, we're too muddy on the inside. Whatever reason it is that we're not listening to God, he's saying, incline. He's saying, Phil, bow down your ear to my sayings. Don't rush ahead without listening to me. Don't make decisions without looking to me. Hear my voice. Sometimes God speaks so quietly that we've got to get quiet to hear his voice. Verse 21, he says, Do not let them depart from your eyes, which means, again, they need to be physically in front of our eyes so that we are grazing, if you would, over Scripture. There's something about the eye going over those words that are in front of us, whether it's on your device or whether it's on paper, uh, whether it's in a physical Bible and you're just reading it, whether it's up on a screen. It is important for our eyes to view the Scripture, not just to hear it. So it's important to put it on screen if you're a preacher. Important for people to look at what you're preaching about, for them to go home and study it and see the Word of God because that is a gateway into the heart for Scripture. It is a gateway into your memory, into your mind. Do not let them depart from your eyes. In a world of distraction, the Word of God can fade from our view. And I'm praying that today you might get a revival of bringing the scripture back into a regular daily devotion in your life. Then he says, keep them in the midst of your heart. The word keep is a word that means guard. We get insurance for everything in our lives. We get security cameras. We get locks on our doors. We get all kinds of things going on in our lives that keep us and keep the word of God in our heart. But there is a time where we need to lock that word in our heart, in a place of affection, a place of desire, a place of trust. And they are all the activities of our hearts, trust, desire, and love. So when the word of God is not just in the orbit of our heart or in the outside circumference of our heart, but in the middle in the core of our desires, in the core of our love, the Word of God has its place there and we guard it. We ensure its security is absolutely topmost priority of the loves of our life. And in verse 22, it says, why Why we should do this? Because they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So when the Word of God is core to our being, we have energy, we have life, we become a life-giving ministry. Not only do we have health in us, we are able to bring healing through the Word of God that's in the midst of our heart. If the Word of God is only in our head, we'll preach from head to head if we're a preacher or if we're witnessing to people. It'll only be from head to head if we're ministering to other people. And believe me, as a minister, 
we must realize that we are firstly, no matter whether we're a preacher, a pastor, or a Christian worker, or a Christian, the most powerful tool we have is the Word of God, not our own opinions, not our own words. We are ministers of the Word. When we bring the Scripture to people's lives, when we bring a relevant scripture, the appropriate scripture for a person who's in need, who needs healing, who is wanting to receive Christ, who is searching, there's scriptures that we can bring them. And that scripture is like a seed in their spirit. If it has been in our heart, it will go from our heart to their heart. And he is saying, for they are life to those who find them. Of all the things that I want to be, it's a life-giving ministry. What I understand is that what lives grows. That's a little maxim I have. If there's anything dead in my life, in our church, in it, it needs to be buried because it's only consuming resources and not producing anything. It's dead. And so let's get rid of it. Let's bring what gives life. in. And you can tell what gives life because it multiplies. It grows. It bears fruit. If anything is not bearing fruit, multiplying, and giving life and growing, then it should be inspected as to whether or not it's actually still alive. Whatever lives grows. Verse 23 says, keep your heart with all diligence. And again, that means guard. Guard your heart. There are so many bitter things in this world, angry words that can infect you with the same sour spirit. You do not want to be speaking to people and they feel like they're drinking sour milk. That's one of the worst things anybody could be. We should be bringing sweet sweetness into people's lives. And the word of God is like honey. Psalm 19 talks about it like honey. Jeremiah says, your words were found and I did eat them. You know, like honey. It was like honey in my mouth. Many times the word of God is brought by people who are just angry. They haven't let the word form or fashion their spirit. It's only information in their head. When the word of God gets in your soul, in your spirit, it translates into something sweet and healing. So he is saying, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it spring all the issues of life. If our attitude goes south, so will our life. If our, if our attitude goes up, so, so will our life. Attitude determines altitude. And as we keep our heart and guard it, put sentries around it so that we repel anybody trying to bring criti- criticism into our heart, complaining into our heart, bringing bitterness into our heart. It is a world of outrage and offense today. And there's so many things that you could allow your heart to become bitter about, offended about, outraged about. But that is only going to send your life into a spin because it's like a fountain. The fountain of our life is our heart. And out of our life, this this fountain becomes a river flowing into every area of our life. And if it's flowing bitter waters, then relationships are going to be wounded. But if it's flowing forgiveness, life, gratitude, hope, vision, faith, all of these things that come from the heart, then our life will reflect that. Number Verse 24, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. 
man, uh, sometimes I've been counseling people and they have been in a deceptive situation. They've told lies and, and they're nervous about putting things right. And the only, the only answer I have is you got to tell the truth and let the chips fall. People will respect you, even though you're going to suffer maybe some con- short-term consequences. The long-term fruit of it will be far, far better. And, uh, and put away from you a deceitful mouth. Don't tell lies to people. Don't misrepresent reality just to get an advantage. Put perverse lips far from you. Ephesians 4.29, Paul talks about uh, no corrupt word, which means sick word. Don't let any sick words come out of your mouth. Uh, The words going out of our mouth should be like soldiers, strong and healthy, going out to fight a battle against lies, against corruption, against evil, against uh, complaining, ungrateful people. I mean, the, the words of our mouth are meant to change our environment. And we can do that by being believers who exhibit being a disciple of Jesus with our mouth. Don't let, don't, don't let corrupt words be coming out of our mouths. Uh, don't let dirt and unclean, uh, sick words just spill out of our mouth. We pray that all of us would have great words that build up and not tear down, that build the kingdom. Our words are so powerful. The power of life and death is in our tongues. Let's make sure that we are building, not destroying. Verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your eyelids look right before you. We live in a very distracted world, and this is so important for us to keep our eyes on the pathway that God has put for us and not to be looking to the right, envying people who are partying on and seem to be having a good time, or to the left to look at other calls to action that are going to take us off course The longer we're off course, the more time we waste, and time is all we've got. And so we've got an assignment, a mission to fulfill from Jesus. And so staying on course is so important. Let your eyelids look right before you. Verse 26, ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Before you take the next step, think about it. Think carefully about it. Don't let your emotions be making all your steps for you, making your decisions. Let your head get involved and think carefully through it all. Also invite others into the discussion about a big decision. What do you guys think? You must have friends around you, pastors, close confidants, and uh, people in a connect group that you can share with, and people can get a sense of where you're going and Maybe input into the decision. Let's be open to pondering the path of our feet, which means the decisions, the steps we take going forward. Let all your ways be established. Let them be firm-footed decisions that we're taking, not, not flaky decisions, not decisions we're going to regret in two days' time, but let's make decisions carefully, not recklessly. Faith is not reckless. Faith understands risk. It is risky. It understands the risk and it's calculated. It, it's saying, I'm into this. This is going to work. I believe it completely in Jesus' name. I'm not imagining it's going to work. I'm not hoping it's going to work. I know this is going to work. Verse 27, 
Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. And so he's saying, don't, 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 don't again, being very clear, re-emphasizing the need for an undistracted life that we follow the path that God has put us on. And then he's saying, remove your foot from evil. Wow, this is the last part of this little passage. And that means there's going to be times when our foot is in a place and it may have been our making, it may have not. We might find ourselves in a board meeting where they're wanting to make a really uh, unethical decision, where they want to change the minutes, tell lies, or uh, we might find ourselves in a conversation where people are criticizing and and complaining, and it's not a not a situation we can do anything about. So it just says, remove your foot, get out of there. You might find yourself in a situation where you're, it's very seducing, it's very tempting. Uh, you, you might have walked into it unwittingly, or you may have walked into it willingly. It's saying, get out of there. The, in the New Testament, Paul says, run. He says, flee it, youthful lusts. Get out of there. Just don't try and stay there and think, I'm strong enough. I can make it through this. I can resist this. Scripture says, just leave. Physically remove yourself so that you're not actually in a place where perception would would be wrong and where you are in danger of failing, of, of falling. And so it is so important that we keep ourselves, guard our hearts, guard our minds, and love the Word of God. If we have a love for the truth, we will pant for the Word of God. We will be eager to spend time doing a Bible study. And if you've never done this, why don't you go home today, or if you're at home, sit down with the Bible for an hour, go through the margin references if you haven't got any uh, any concordances or or Bible dictionaries around, or in, the, in, in, in your computer, have a look in there for a computer program that has these things. There may be a too much d- distraction inside a computer for you. Sometimes it's better just to have physical books because you can't get too distracted. But I'm believing that a love for the Word of God would arise in every one of our hearts. And I know that that is the secret to bringing life to this world, to bringing correction, to bringing a straight path that heals and gives life into people's lives in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the C3 Church Global Podcast. Let us know what you thought by leaving a review and connect with us on Instagram at C3 Church Global. We hope you'll be back real soon.